This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It is Friday, 9-11-2020. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to see the best dentist you're ever going to see in your life. Take control of your dental health. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about sports in a minute, but first I want to mention, of course, 9-11. And we know what that day is. Those of us who are alive... And cognizant of what was going on, we remember what it is. We were reminded today, as we drove into work, we drove to wherever we drive, on the overpasses, you have people with flags. Big, giant, beautiful displays of American flags. And those are to commemorate 9-11. 19 years ago, planes flew into the World Trade Center, two of them. One flew into the Pentagon, and one was ditched in a field in Pennsylvania by some heroes who didn't want that plane to knock down another building. They took their own lives to preserve the lives of others. That's heroic. And out of 9-11, you know what happened? People came together. This country came together. And we forget about that. We're in the middle of a crisis now. It's a different kind of crisis. We're battling a virus instead of battling terrorism. So it's different. But why can't we come together like that? And, and be a group of people who are battling with each other to kind of uh, cure ourselves of this threat to our lives in the way that we did 19 years ago. And it occurred to me as I was driving under these overpasses festooned with flags that there are people, especially college students, nobody who's working on their undergrad unless they were in the military or, or took a pause before going back to college, nobody remembers 9-11. They have no functional memory of what happened and what it felt like when we watched planes on live video, the second plane on live video, crash into the World Trade Center minutes after a plane crashed into the other tower at the World Trade Center. That was that shook us. And for the next three or four days, there were no there were no planes flying overhead. And things were different. Everything shut down, not businesses necessarily, but all sports, anything recreational, 
just went away. And what we did was we came together behind a new president, who at that point was George uh, W. Bush. And we came together behind Congress, which was led by Democrats. And, and we forged a way through that crisis and, and at least for a brief time, united in purpose in doing that. And we need to get back to that. We, I know that this country was founded, it's a two-party system, and we're supposed to fight with one another. And that is part of the process of making sure that our government serves all. I get it. But this thing runs so much better and so much more happily when we don't have acrimony and two sides constantly hammering at each other. And Dan Dockich talked about this in his open today, in his show, and he was exactly right. We need, we need to listen. We need to discuss, but we need to listen. Discussions are more listening than they are talking. So listen to one another. And out of those discussions, maybe we come up with a solution that we can all kind of rally behind and move forward in, in a spirit of cooperation rather than that spirit of acrimony I talked about a little bit earlier. It doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to be acrimonious. We don't have to defend our right to be right on social media to the death. We can listen to each other and we can acknowledge that people other than ourselves might be correct about a thing or two. That's a good thing for us. Listening is a good thing ultimately. And we need to do more of that. We need to do less talking and more listening. And unfortunately, social media is more about what you present for, for us, for those who participate in social media. It's more about what you present than it is about what you consume. And it should be the other way around. We need to be less contentious. We need to be more accommodating. And we need to be calmer. This tone of voice this isn't the tone of voice I usually use on Inside Indiana Sports Now. But today, I think it's a day for us to use this tone of voice. We need to lower the volume just a little bit and, and uh, accommodate the possibility that maybe somebody else who's talking matters. That's a good thing, I think, in the end. Let's talk about the Colts and the Jaguars. The Colts right now a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think that number's low. I think that the Colts are going to cover, and I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Jaguars are terrible. I know we don't know that. We haven't seen them in the preseason. But since when did the preseason confer upon anybody the wisdom to judge the regular season performance of a team? We've seen a lot of teams go 4-0 and then stink it up in the regular season, and we've seen a lot of teams, including a lot of really, really good Colts teams, teams go 0-4 or 1-3 in the preseason and then tear it up in the regular season. So I always underplay the preseason anyway. This year, it's easy to underplay because it's impossible to overplay, I guess, because it didn't exist. So I I think that the Colts are going to go hammer time on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Phillip Rivers has had the number of the Jacksonville Jaguars the last eight times his Chargers teams met with the Jaguars. The the Chargers were 7-1 in those games. And in those eight games, Philip Rivers' offense scored 30 or more points six times. This is a quarterback who understands what the Jaguars do, is ready to slay that dragon, and is ready to start leading the Colts to wins, I think. You look at the schedule, 
that the Colts are playing this year, and holy moly, they've got the easiest schedule in professional football, and it's not close. They play in the AFC South, so they've got the Texans twice, the Titans twice, the Jaguars twice. None of those teams are ranked in the upper half of the NFL. You look at ESPN's rankings, and the Colts only play one team that's ranked inside the top 10, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. So they've got those six games, the Ravens, another game. The Packers, that's going to be a little bit tough. The Vikings, that's sort of a toss-up. The Bears, I think that the the Colts are going to destroy, and I think they're going to beat the hell out of the Lions, too. We'll see if Matt Stafford can stay healthy for once. I think the Colts look like a team that should win 11 games. Or we got to start asking questions about Chris Ballard and his methodology for putting together a roster. I think that he's doing everything the right way. If I were in that position, I would do everything exactly the way Chris Ballard's doing it. So I'm not just a fan of the Colts because I live in central Indiana. I'm a fan of Chris Ballard's because ideologically, we're in lockstep. And if the Colts can't function as a winning team with Chris Ballard as the GM, then all is lost for me because I'm not nearly as smart as I think I am. We'll see what happens. The Chicago Bears, they play against the Lions. The Bears, here's how they are. They got problems. They've got injury problems. They had some guys on the defensive side of the ball miss some work this week. They've got Robert Quinn. They've got Khalil Mack. They've got guys who they anticipate being game records, but you've got a defensive coordinator in Charles Pagano who's not a game wrecker as a defensive coordinator. To put it in 1980s Chicago Bears parlance, he is way more Vince Tobin than he is Buddy Ryan as a defensive coordinator. And these, to me, these guys on the Bears defense, these are attack dogs who are going to be asked to bend and not break. And that just doesn't work for those guys. He's the wrong coordinator. Not that he's a bad coordinator. He's not. But he's got to have the right personnel. And these these guys are not the right personnel for a Chuck Pagano defense. Uh, but the Colts, I, I think they're looking at a I hate to say it because they were seven and nine last year and they added a quarterback who was five and 11, right? Last year, 20 interceptions. And they weren't all because of a leaky offensive line. 12 of those picks came out of a clean pocket. So as we assess who the Colts are, and we always get a little bit haughty, I think, in terms of projections, because throughout like 1999 through 2010, we were right a lot of the time, in saying that Colts are going to win 12 games. What, are you kidding me? Of course they're going to win 12 games. And so we're kind of st- we're still locked into that mindset. And that mindset is completely corrupt because these aren't those guys. They wear the same uniforms and the same helmets, but they're not those guys. That's not who they are. So Colts, I'm going to say 11-5, and five, but it is a soft 11-5. and five. Now, what I'm not soft about is that the Colts are going to cover this Sunday. And what did we tell you yesterday? Told you, gave a final score prediction of 37 to 20 last night. Chiefs over the Texans. What did it wind up? 34 to 20. That's pretty good. You can look at that one of two ways. Either I'm due to crap myself and, and absolutely pick the wrong thing, or I'm absolutely right and incapable of flawed thought and and of a flawed projection in, in terms of the National Football League. I don't think either are true, 
but I do believe that the Colts are going to cover, and I'm going to take the over two. So there you go. As we move through the weekend and, and move through Sunday, there's some interesting games going on, not the least of which is that Bears-Lions game. I think the Lions are going to cover that three points. They're minus three. I, I think that that's going to happen. I, I'm, going to, I'm really thinking that the early part of the season is going to favor the over. I think historically Vegas is giving us numbers that are within you know the parameter of normalcy. I think the over is going to pay disproportionately for the first couple of weeks until either Vegas adjusts or NFL defenses adjust or both adjust. But I think that the over is the more likely of the successful plays in the over-under game, which I normally don't like. I, I don't like picking over-under because it's not fun, right? You're always sweating it out until you hit the number or until the number's gone. And, and what fun is it then anyway? Uh, high school football tonight is going to be absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait for Cathedral and Chittard. I wish we could go to the games. You know, the the, uh, the Cathedral-Chittard game, you've got 1,000 tickets to go to Chittard. And then to Cathedral families, you've got 100 tickets. And, and that's the way it is. And that's where we are in this COVID kind of lifestyle that we're leading, where we don't get to go to games. Although, if you want to go to the Colts-Jaguars game, you want to fly down to Jacksonville, you can get seats in the lower bowl for $57, or at least you could earlier this morning. If you want to sit up in the hinterlands, it's 23 bucks. So there you go. A lot of people in Jacksonville worried about the virus, don't want to get it at a football game, so they're not going. I would go. Great question on Twitter today. Uh, would you go, at what level are you, do you feel safe in attending a sporting event? I feel safe at all of them. I have not felt unsafe at any point during this entire corona crisis. Not once. I, I wear a mask. And, you know, if it was that easy to get, I'd have gotten it. If it was that easy to get, my wife would have gotten it. Somebody would have gotten it. My nephew did get it. What are you going to do? He's, uh, he's fine. He had a low-grade fever for a couple of days, and he bounced back, and he's cool. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not trimmed out with all this worry, as a lot of people are. But I do want to I do want to respect those people who are worried because some people are just wired that way and and to not respect their desire not to be infected is rude and unpleasant and I think ignorant so I'm not going to do that. We spent some time talking about Skip Bayless a little bit uh, earlier today and I wrote about it earlier today at KentSterling.com and I Skip Bayless here's the thing with Skip Bayless. There are so many people who would do his job at a more responsible level for about 1% of the money that I hate that Fox indulges this guy and his endless spewing of tripe with that kind of jack. He makes over $6 million a year, over $6 million a year to just take positions that have, have nothing to do with his actual feelings about subjects and his desire to tell his version of the truth about them. There are a lot of people who do that. David Hahn in Chicago is one. Dan Dockich in Indianapolis. Bernie Miklas in St. Louis. you got a lot of guys who do this at a high level. Rick Tellender in Chicago. Uh, Bob Kravitz at The Athletic. A lot of guys who, who spend a whole lot of time developing their version of the truth based on facts. What Skip Bayless does 
is decide what take is going to provide the most noise. That is Inside Indiana Sports Now. I'm Ken Sterling. Reflect for a few minutes today. Understand what today is. Even if you weren't alive back when 9-11 happened, understand that there were a lot of people who paid for their valor with their lives. Understand that. Understand what sacrifice is. And then go ahead and argue about wearing a mask. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.